Hello, I'm Pastor Draper of Maranatha Bible Church. And in light of the recent virus from China and looking at the devastating impact, displaced, despondent, in pain, in confusion, not knowing where to go, I want to preach a message entitled, Starting Over. This is a special message that you really don't want to miss. Because the reality of life is that sooner or later, all of us have to start over. After the death of a loved one, uh, not passing a course, a failed marriage, a bad decision, on and on it goes. Life will put us in position where we will have to start over. I will be preaching from Genesis chapter 7 and 8. Lessons and insights from the life of Noah. Let's pray. And Father, as I preach this first message of the new year, help me to preach it in a way that will glorify you. Help me to communicate to your people with clarity, insight, and understanding. We pray against satanic distractions against wandering minds, against thoughts that should not be in our minds. We pray that even those who view by life's dream would focus now more on the word of the living God than the activities in those homes right now. Help them to settle down, listen, Write and learn in Jesus' name. And all God's children said, Amen. Have your Bibles. Would you be so kind enough to turn uh, to Genesis chapter 8, verses 13 through 19? This is a three point message as we launch the church into a new year. And um, we want you to just Follow along in the scriptures. We'll be going to other passages of scripture. But this will be the launch scripture. Genesis chapter 8. Genesis chapter 8. Verses 13 through 19. Is the text. Hear ye the word of the Lord. And it came to pass in the. In the 601st year. In the first month. The first day of the month. That the waters were dried up from the earth. And Noah. Uh, removed the covering of the ark and looked, and indeed the surface of the ground was dried. And in the second month of the 27th day of the month, the earth was dried. Verse 15, then God spoke to Noah saying, go out of the ark, you and your family and your sons and your sons' wives with you. Bring out with you every living Thing of all flesh that is with you, birds and cattle, and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth, so that they may abound on the earth and be fruitful and multiply on the earth. So Noah went out and his sons and his wife and his sons' wives with him. Every animal and every creeping thing, every bird and whatever creeps on the earth, according to their families, went out 
of the ark. I want to preach a message entitled over the next three Sundays, Lord willing, starting over in life. Starting over in life. First of all, we want to uh, elaborate on Noah's great deliverance. You can just, there's another subtitle here, Noah's great deliverance. In Genesis 8, 16, it says, go out of the ark, you, Noah, and your wife and your sons and your son's wives with you. Let me pause to say this. We never know what a year is going to bring. I'm so glad God didn't give us a preview of 2020 on January 1 of 2020. 2020 was a year that was filled with unexpected. It was strange. It was mysterious. It was unprecedented in our lifetime as the whole world was affected as a virus from China swept across the entire world. It left scientists, world leaders, and medical and professionals baffled as they frantically tried to get a gauge and handle on what this disease was and how to treat and stop it. Multitudes were getting sick. Multitudes were dying, resulting in the whole world coming to a screeching halt and having to actually shut down. The whole world shut down? I can't even wrap my mind around that thought. Government shut down, economy shut down, schools shut down, businesses shut down, entertainment venues shut down, churches shut down, travel industry shut down, factories shut down, and so many more were shut down. When they were finally given permission to reopen, many found themselves having to start over with new protocols new safety measures, having to start over with fewer employees and having to struggle financially. There were families that had to start over when precious loved ones became sick and did not recover, leaving a husband without a wife and a wife without a husband and relatives with underlying conditions being overcome because of compromised immune systems. Like Noah, there may come a time, even when we do not expect it, that we are put in a position where we have no other choice in life but to start over. After the devastating universal flood, Noah, his family, and the animals aboard the ark were instructed by God to come out. It was a very different world when Noah and his family came out of that ark. All creation had been purged. The topography had been drastically altered. People they once knew and had relationships with were all gone. Now you think the pandemic was big. This this Noah's Uh, A scenario makes the pandemic look like a grain of salt. 
Perhaps you are thinking you had a tough time during this pandemic surrounded by sickness and death, but it pales in comparison to the judgment of God that was set upon the whole world with a flood where all of Noah's relatives that were not on that ark, all the relatives died. All the wife relatives died. The families of the son's wives died. Aunts died. Uncles died. Nephews died. Cousins died. Friends died. Neighbors all gone. All gone. Everybody's gone. What a staggering thought. In other words, it was the dawning of a new era where Noah and his family were put in a position where they had no other choice but to start over. Can you imagine that? Where is the neighbor down the street? Where's the owner of the family store around the corner? Where's the mayor of the city? Where's the governor? Where's the school teacher? All gone. If you're just tuning in to the Maranatha broadcast, Pastor Draper is in the midst of a series entitled Starting Over. Allow me to give you some poignant, penetrating insights for living in starting over. Number one, there comes a time in life when you have to accept the fact that you must start over. Sooner or later, you're going to be put in a position at some point in life where you have no other choice but to start over. In Genesis chapter 8, verses 15 and 16, it says, Then God spoke to Noah, saying, Go out of the ark, you and your wife, and your sons and your sons' wives with you. When God instructed Noah, his family, and the animal kingdom to leave the ark, they had no other choice but to start over. It was impossible to go back when they got off that ark. Go back where? They had no GPS. They had no weatherman. They had no sense of direction. They didn't know where east, west, north, or south was. They didn't even know where they were. Noah was put in a position where he could do nothing but trust God and move forward to the future possibilities of adventuring with him. It was a strange world. And I can imagine that the air was so fresh after a tumultuous stormy flood. There were no people, no cities, no governments, no communities, no schools, no businesses. You think the pandemic was something. Just put yourself in Noah's shoes. There was nothing when Noah got out that ark but God, Noah, his immediate family, and the animals that were aboard that ark. Secondly, like Noah, 
Sometimes we do not have a choice about starting over. (laughs) Sometimes we have to start over when it's not convenient, when we didn't anticipate it. Uh, uh, He didn't have a choice. He couldn't say any, many, many more. The devastating flood destroyed all living things, people, cattle, creeping things, and the birds of the air, except what was on the ark with Noah. The scripture says in Genesis 7:23, so he destroyed all living things which were on the face of the ground, both man and cattle, creeping things, and birds of the air. They were destroyed from the earth. Only Noah and those who were with him in the ark remained alive. Now, let me share this with you. Many have to start over because of losing everything. Even here in America and other places in the world, some folk here have to start over after a flood. I remember so vividly the flood of 98 that wiped out everything, almost everything, and people had to start over. I've seen fires, wildfires on the West Coast, uh, and people having to start over. Tornadoes ripped the city apart. Homes, all you have is a foundational slab, and they find themselves having uh, to start over. In some cities, hurricane after hurricane, experiencing the death of a spouse, and you have to start over. The death of a child, of getting an unwanted divorce that you didn't want. But you find yourself divorced, being laid off or losing employment, having to relocate to another city and having to start over or having to, for some, even another country. Some of you have to start over because of a bad decision you've made. Some have to start over because of a failure and a devastating pandemic that changed our whole way of life caused multitudes to start over. Starting over means that we must reprioritize our life and daily tasks, such as how we meet with families to celebrate special occasions. Christmas, Thanksgiving, and New Year's was different. You had to think twice about who you're going to invite, how many are you going to invite. Think, just think, thinking about uh, and pondering, should your Children, grandchildren, relatives, sisters, should they come to my house? Should I even let them in? What a profound. Now you, when this is over, you, you thank God that you can have relatives. How to interact socially by not hugging, shaking hands, and maintaining social distance from one another. The pandemic changed our social life, altered how we shop, and taught us how to live without certain things. It also changed the way we work, the way we educate, and the way we worship. Just think God was going to take Noah's small family of only eight people and repopulate the whole world. Beloved, God specializes in doing extraordinary things with something that is so small. For example, in the scripture, it says in 1 Samuel 17, David slew the giant Goliath with a small sling and five smooth stones. In 1 Kings 18, God took a small 
cloud the size of a man's hand and created a huge rainstorm. He specializes in doing great things with something small. In Judges 8, Gideon took a small army of 300 men and defeated 120,000 Midianites with the help of God. In Matthew chapter 14, Jesus took two fish and five loaves of bread and fed 5,000 people doing something huge and mammoth with something so small from a little boy's lunch. The scripture says in Zechariah chapter 4, verse 10a, you need to write it down, you'll overlook it. Zechariah 4, 10a says, for who has despised the day of small things? Stuff tiny. We like big stuff, big houses, big job, big wardrobe. Now you don't like big families. We like it big. But the scripture says, for who has despised the day of small things? Oh, I can recall so well when Maranatha started with only 53 members, which was a very small congregation. Uh, we, 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 we didn't see uh, 34 acres of land. We didn't see 1604. We didn't see uh, 30,000, I mean, 80,000 square feet of facilities. We didn't see missionaries in many continents around the world. We didn't see radio ministry and media. We didn't see none of that. We just started with God back in 1988 from a very small one room in a YMCA building, this little group of 53, believe God with me, they prayed together. We feasted on the word of God together. We worshiped together. We evangelized together and grew into a global ministry by the mighty hand of God to where we are today. What a mighty God we serve. Look what God has brought us. Even those who do not have much can do great things for God if they live holy. Even though you don't have much, you can do great things for God if you obey him. Even though you don't have much, you can do great things for God if you believe he can do great things through you. I submit to you today, it is not too late to look to Jesus and start afresh. Luke one thirty seven says, for with God, nothing will be impossible. Impossible. Sometimes when you start, you lose some money. But count that as a learning experience. Sometimes you will have setbacks. The things will not go well. There will be some, 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 there will be some uh, uh, learning decisions and some learning curves. And it's not going to always go well. And don't expect everybody to support you. That's okay. You just know what God has put in your heart to do. And watch him work in spite of what people say. With God, nothing will be Impossible.
Even when you got a little money, but when you're praying to God, God allowed that little money to last a whole month and beyond when you trust God and look to him and give him his portion first. God will take a little and he'll, he'll expand it and you won't have more month than money. Number three. <laughs> the best way to start over is with God. Some of y'all want to start over with friends. Some of you want to start over with alcohol. Some of y'all want to start over with uh, marijuana. Some of you want to start over with stuff. The reason we know Noah started over with God. He said, well, how do you know Noah started over with God? I tell you, because he worshiped him. That's how I know. He worshiped God. Genesis chapter 8, verses 20 to 21a, it says, Then Noah built an altar to the Lord and took of every clean animal and of every clean bird and offered burnt offerings on the altar. And the Lord smelled a soothing aroma, which meant it was acceptable before holy God. Beloved, it does not matter how tumultuous the previous year of 2020 has been to you as you reflect upon your challenges of last year, your disappointments of last year, your setbacks of last year, your sickness of last year, your death of loved ones last year, your financial struggles of last year, your heartaches of last year, and so much more. The beauty is that God has given you a brand new year to start over The height of spiritual negligence is to attempt to start over without acknowledging God and his plans for your life. After the turbulent storm, Noah got off that ark and worshiped God. He didn't go see a psychic. Wasn't none anyway. He didn't go to Vegas. It wasn't around. I do not believe when Noah got off that boat, He asked the question, what am I going to eat? What am I going to wear? What kind of house should I build? Noah being preserved by God in the great flood was moved to worship him. My friend, to worship God is to live in holiness and obedience to him. You know what worship is? Worship is living in holiness and obedience to Jehovah God. If Noah had not obeyed God, the human race, and the animal kingdom would have been extinct. Noah did exactly what God told him to do, which is worship. Whenever you do what God calls you to do, that is worship. Worship is more than playing a piano or playing a drum. Worship is more than a microphone. Worship is more than having a pulpit. Worship is communing and obeying and doing what God calls you to do. He did exactly what God told him to do, which is worship. Can this be said of you? Like Noah, obedience to God is worship to God. Therefore, do not expect a good fresh start if you do not plan to obey God. Expect to struggle if you don't obey God. 
Expect to struggle if you want to have it your way. Expect to struggle if can't nobody tell you nothing. Expect to struggle if your attitude is not right. Expect to struggle if you're full of pride and you're smelling yourself spiritually. Now let's look for a moment at Noah's obedience. Since obedience is worship, let's look at Noah's obedience. God said he was going to send a flood and Noah believed him. Genesis 6, 17 says, and behold, I myself am bringing floodwaters on the earth to destroy from under heaven all flesh in which is the breath of life. Everything that is on the earth shall die. God said it. He believed it. That's worship. <laughs> oh, good night. God said it. Noah believed it. He didn't, he didn't try to figure it out. He just believed it. It was worship. God instructed Noah to build an ark. And you see in Genesis 6, 14 through 16, it says, build an ark from cypress wood and waterproof it with tar inside and out. Then construct decks and stalls throughout its interior. Make the ark 450 feet long, 75 feet wide, 45 feet high. Leave an 18 inch opening below the roof all the way around the ark. Put the door, Noah, on the side, Noah, and build three decks, Noah, inside the ark. Noah, I want a lower, a middle, and an upper, Noah. Ah! Noah humbly obeyed and built the ark without reservations according to God's exact specification. In other words, he didn't cut corners on God. Some of y'all like to cut corners. That's how you mess up. Always trying to cut corners, the easy way out. You know, he didn't cut corners. He did exactly what God called him and told him to do. As Pastor Rander concludes this message, let us commit ourselves to the fruit of the Spirit as given to us in the Word of God. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. Let us commit ourselves to giving our best service to God in all that we do. For when we give God's way, as his word tells us, we will receive in good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. If you enjoy this kind of Bible teaching, please join Pastor Rander at Maranatha Bible Church located in Converse, Texas.